Okay, yeah. Welcome to a very special episode of Stonky Talk. I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm so excited. Somehow we oh got God. Matt Damon to agree. So I have a good friend. Yeah, my cousin is a chiropractor in uh, Beverly Hills. He operates on a lot of celebrities and he is on a texting basis with Matt Damon and he told Matt Damon about the podcast and apparently he is an amateur stock trader. I don't know why. I feel like he doesn't need to, but I guess he does it for the thrill. So like, oh man, I'm so excited. Um, ah, it's going to be, it's fucking great. We have fucking three episodes in. We have Matt fucking Damon. Is That's that, what happens that's when you create great content. Yeah, so we'll get to that eventually. He is scheduled for like 20 minutes into the podcast, so it'll be perfect. So first, let's get into some podcast administrivia. So, and, and what? That's a real word, administrivia. I'll, I'll oh. look it up, what it actually means. It's like it's kind of like syllabus week or something like that. <laughs> now, administrivia, the tiresome but essential details that must be taken care of and tasks that must be performed in running an organization. Wow. So, yeah. Great. It's a cool word. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you brought that in. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of, did you ever read that book, uh, Bridge to Terabithia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a sad fucking book, man. Fifth, Why does it remind you of that? <laughs> bridge to Terabithia, Bridge to Administrivia, it sounds like the same fucking word. <laughs> that book was fucked up. I was in fifth grade when I read that book. It, it's really sad. It, it had no purpose. Okay, here was the plot. It, it was like a best friend little boy and best friend little girl. They swung this rope across the creek and they, whenever they did that, they would live in this imaginary world where they were kings and queens. And they were best friends, and they really bonded with each other. And then one day, the kid decided to go to the art museum without telling her for no reason. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, ah, I'm sure she's got things to do. <laughs> and then the girl is lonely, so she goes to Terabithia on her own, but the fucking rope snaps, and yeah. she dies. Not only does she die, they tell her that she drowned in the creek. <laughs> like, they didn't say, oh, she died and left them mysterious. She said she hit her head, knocked out, and died in the... What is the point of that story? <laughs> That's a fifth always grader. stay with your friends. That's the point. Yeah, I guess That's so. That's why we always have to do this podcast together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just don't understand why they made fifth graders read that book. That's fucked up, okay? That's why... <laughs> That's why I can never find the problems with yeah. American youth, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's all roots in Bridge to Terabithia. I remember reading that book every day. I was just so excited, and they, they killed her off. I was like, what? oh, God. Speaking I'm, of things that have ruined my life, let's talk about some of the reviews of the podcast. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> this is not going well. This podcast is going just about as well as I thought it would. <laughs> so one of my friends was like, you guys never even introduced yourselves, and we did it again. Have not introduced ourselves uh, at all. <laughs> People don't give a shit. I, well, we should at least have names to to voices, right? Oh, right. For people that don't know us. I thought people kind of would tell. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So this is Fletcher. I'm Fletcher. I'm Comron. Yeah. We'll yeah. have a pop quiz later. Yes. <laughs> where you have to tell who's talking. All right. I think that sound, that's a good enough introduction. That's it. That's it. We don't need. Yeah, no one we gives both a shit. Don't know that much about stock investing, <laughs> what, but we might know a little bit what, more than you. What more possibly do you need to know? Sports. Okay. Uh, okay. Sports. Height. <laughs> <laughs> hobbies and interests. I don't have any hobbies and interests. I have no life. This is my life right here. 
What other reviews have, have you gotten? Any good reviews? My best, like one of my best friends. I've known him since second grade. Like, I would die for this guy. He would die for me. He's like, uh, it's good, but he'll probably never listen to another episode again. <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> and then uh, Alec Nyberg said, "I mumble too much." So fuck you, Alec. <laughs> I'm out here putting myself out here, and I apparently you have to. Enunciate. 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 Yeah, there you go. All right. Well. My friend also said that she feels like I'm the serious one. You'll make all the jokes and then I have to come in and keep it going. What do you think about that? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> well, all right. Fine. <laughs> How about we flip? I'll be the serious one. <laughs> good. More good news. We donated about $700 last... That, it's been great, honestly. Yeah. I've been just super surprised, but yeah. just I wasn't excited. expecting anyone yeah. to, to tweet at us that we didn't know personally. Yeah, we've gotten was, a bunch. There was a few, yeah. Really cool organizations. The original contest, or not contest, was to say uh, the first person to tweet at us gets money for their charity. But we kind of felt bad, and $700, that's... <laughs> it's quite <laughs> we keep donating that much i'm gonna have a little bit of a liquidity crisis myself if you know what i mean <laughs> by the way liquidity crisis is corporate speak for broke that's <laughs> fine <laughs> like running out of cash that is true it's like yeah. a corporate wor- <laughs> yeah like, yeah uh, we're having a, a slight liquidity, liquidity crisis yeah you're out of money <laughs> the other one i like to say is we're cash poor <laughs> like <laughs> That's like me saying I'm cash poor but personality rich. Like, yeah, I'm I'm funny. <laughs> I'm looks poor. Yeah, but, looks yeah, poor yeah. but personality rich. That's perfect. Yeah. Special shout out to the first guy yeah. who tweeted at us. Philip Hedberg. Was his last name Hedberg? I just sort of assumed it was Hedberg. Yeah, I think it was Hedberg. Um, really cool guy. Yes. He, he, wow. You guys are good friends. No, I, I love I love Philip. He said to donate to the ACLU, which is Funny because he's from Sweden. So the Swedish Civil Liberties Union was not good enough for him. <laughs> just... This is how the rest of the world looks at America. Yeah, they're like, like, oh they, God, America is so some fucking fucked help. up. Yeah. Sweden doesn't need our money, any money, dude. They are yeah, but I'm sure that the, the Incredible. fucking director of the SCLU great... is like, wow, you couldn't have <laughs> coughed up some money over here. There's a reason why it's incredible. It's because they all gave money to the SCLU. Does that even exist? The Swedish? Probably not. They have a gr- very well-run country. They don't need separate organizations to police the country to run better. I don't know anything about Sweden, so, even though I've been there. Best Beautiful. education in the world. Oh, I was in Sweden, and their liquor sh- stores are nationalized, and they close early on Saturdays, and they're completely closed on Sundays. So... Watch out if you go to Sweden and you need to pregame because you lost some money on GME and you can't afford drinks at the bar. I'll well, play my serious guy now. We were moving on to, yeah, to the GME uh, portion. That was my Except step. Yeah. You're going to pitch me on the next contest. Oh, right. I have an idea. Right. So I joked about an anti-referral fee and I think we should get serious on that. If you tweet at us a screenshot of... You sending someone a text or posting to your story to not listen (laughs) 
to the Stonky Talk podcast, we will give $100 to a charity of your choice. Each of us will. Yeah. That's, I think, one thing we would clarify. We've been donating 100 each, so $200 to your charity of choice. Yeah, yep. And I've been having a little bit of a liquidity crisis, and so I think that no one's actually going to do this. So this will help us a little bit. Let's make Comron broke. Make Comron <laughs> broke again. <laughs> All right, we should move on because Matt Damon will be joining us. Soon. That's true. We gotta get through. Excited. Yeah, we gotta get through some um, stuff. Since last time, we talked about GME, and we had some wild fucking predictions on GME. One of us was closer than the other. I think we were both half right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we did our podcast the Wednesday night before Robin Hood had their liquidity crisis. We did not expect that to happen. No one did. No, no, no one saw did. that coming. And at the time, I thought this was a crazy fucking move. This is such a stupid move. We were pissed. Yeah, we were I remember pissed. waking yeah. up that morning and being like, what the hell? Right. So it, for, for anyone who... I, most people probably know about this, but Robinhood stopped buying of GameStop and a bunch of other stocks mm-hmm. that morning. That Thursday morning. Yep. And Completely they, stopped. Oh, you could sell. You could, could sell. not buy. They they posted this blog post that was like, hey, everyone. Like, we're... It was like super vague. It didn't say anything about why they were doing it or what was going on. Yep. And everyone flipped. I mean, people were so fucking pissed. It was insane. And, of course, the, the stock started going down. GME topped out at what? Like... A little under 500? A little under 500, just as you predicted. I said 600. You said 600. And you said that was a stupid number. <laughs> Which is funny because it's literally my my prediction, but a lot safer. <laughs> I was like, I think it's going to hit 1,200 by Friday. And then you, you said, I think it's going to hit 600 by Thursday. And I was like, really? 600? What a stupid number. Anyways. <laughs> Real quick, just to philosophize about it for a second. Yeah. Do if Robinhood had not turned off trading, what would have happened? Would it have hit a thousand? Would I, it have been an infinity squeeze? There was such a, there was such a mania around the stock. It's impossible to tell, but I, it definitely would have shot up to probably seven or eight hundred. The momentum. There was so much momentum. People were signing up for Robinhood. Even if the people that are already bought in by a thousand stocks buy a hundred more, you multiply that across all the GME shareholders, that millions, would have had an yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, that would have had an insane effect. I think that that really cut off a lot of momentum because moving to another brokerage, if you're only on Robinhood, takes like three days. You have to put money in. Yeah, you have to it, get verified. Yeah, and, if you had put money into Robinhood to buy GME three days earlier, you were just screwed. You were completely screwed. And then mm-hmm. it took them a while too to actually get back to the point where they were even allowing you to buy any. They did it slowly over time. Yep. And yep. so let's also talk about what, what actually happened. Why did they do this? There was a lot of conspiracy theories. that, Tons. that And I, I even kind of read into them, right? Citron and, and Citadel were... They, they're, they're, they're custodians, basically. Yeah, the well, banks that back... Robin Hood. Well, they, they buy. Trades. Yeah. Well, yeah. Citron, not Citron. I think Citadel buys yeah. a lot of data from Robinhood, right? It holds a lot of leverage over Robinhood because it wants to know what, what the retail traders are doing, so it can 
run its high frequency algorithms on the retail trades to get a little bit of margin above them, right? So, yeah, that this is an important thing to know too. When you're using Robinhood, you're using it for free, right? You don't have to pay to make stock trades. Mm-hmm. But Robinhood is still making money off of you. Yep. The same way when you use a social network and they make money off selling ads to you, Robinhood makes money every time you trade, right before you trade, milliseconds before. Right. Citadel and other giant hedge funds, basically, mm-hmm. are able to buy that data and buy right before you. And they make maybe only pennies every single time, but they're able to do it millions and millions of times a day right. to the point where they actually make a lot of money. And right. that's how Robin, they pay Robinhood for that data, and that's how Robinhood, one way that Robinhood makes a lot of its money. Yep. And at the time, we they there's like all these nepotistic connections everyone was talking about oh he's the cousin of this person and nobody really knew what was going on because majority of people didn't know how clearinghouses worked so they didn't know what was happening underneath the hood at robin hood i don't think there was any customer of theirs that pressured them into doing it i personally think what they said was valid the clearinghouses needed 10x more money it's like three billion dollars yeah so that they asked for they basically said you are so far out over your skis you need to give us three billion bucks or we will not let you keep trading they were having a liquidity crisis yep yep (laughs) yeah and he the ceo had a really hard problem because if he said that they were having a liquidity crisis he could trigger a sort of run on the bank situation right where everyone pulls their money from Robinhood at once and <laughs> would that have happened though would people people were behind them i feel like if they'd messaged that correctly yeah like no, I, I think the ceo played it badly i think it was a bad set of decisions made by the ceo of Robinhood, but they could have played it really well to the point where this could have been a huge moment for them mm-hmm. where they basically had everyone rally around them and say like what if they had opened it up and said, everyone can invest in Robinhood and help us with our our cash problem? I don't know. They probably they could have, have also that anticipated quickly, that they were going to need a lot more cash. Yeah, but this was like a once in a ever the, in the market situation. Listen, there are people within these big companies, their whole fucking job is risk analysis. Short squeezes have happened. When Volkswagen got short squeezed back in 2008... They were the world's most valuable company. And they, they cleaned up. They actually bought options against their own company and they made like $9 billion. <laughs> yeah, so good for them. But I don't think GME did, did as well. I don't think they're as sophisticated as the Germans. But <laughs> I, I agree with you. They, they could have definitely handled that a lot better. Yeah. People, a lot of people moved off. The other interesting thing though is I was looking at the data about their ranking on the App Store. They were the number one app on the App Store that whole week and mm-hmm. well beyond. They were mm-hmm. a, a, one of the top, if not the number one app on the App Store. And so there's all this big PR backlash and everyone's saying, oh, they're screwed. They're totally dead. At the same time, they're getting millions of downloads a day, millions of new accounts being opened. And there's tens of thousands of people leaving. Still a lot have tens, right. tens of thousands of people leave your service. But when you're signing up millions... Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of their ideas was that terrible Super Bowl ad. Oh, God. Was, was that their plan was to make a Super Bowl ad it so had, it, that bad takes a lot of time. That, oh. Would you have greenlit that Super Bowl ad? No. They already were so they already paid for it, I bet. They already were like I don't even remember what it was. I just remember the 
somebody painting Investing maybe? is for everyone. Oh, it was, it was bad. Terrible. Um, I, I do want to just clarify too. We did have a mistake in our last episode that I want to make sure. Only one mistake. Up. There was probably more than that. <laughs> there was one very glaring mistake, which is the timeline that we uh, gave to you all. The timeline of when the user on Reddit, Deep Fucking Value, started his short was wrong. He actually started that short in the fall of 2019, September 2019. We said the fall of 2020. So Before was, COVID was even a uh, thing. Way, way back. Um, he, he called it for January 2021. Mm-hmm. And so, holy shit, like what an incredible Hats off to him. Yeah. And it, all, all the stuff came out about who he actually is. He looks exactly like you'd expect him <laughs> yeah. to. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, his stupid company he works for is suing him for some oh, dumb ter- reason. Yeah, just, he's yeah. just insane and, and stupid. We did want to add that little editorial note in. Um, anything else that we want to say about Robinhood? Oh, you had some good squeeze data. Squeeze data? I had squeeze data? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but... is there still a squeeze? Yeah. Oh, apparently there is still a squeeze. So uh, this is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors. Yada, yada, yada. This is a podcast from two stupid idiots. But there is an argument to be made that... GME is still not completely squozen, or the the short squeeze has not completely squeezed out. According to the incredible website, (laughs) is the squeezequoze.com, which is a very reliable and important source of information. Right. So short interest is uh, about 50% of float, meaning there's 50% of existing shares are like borrowed. And being shorted and we'll do a little short selling recap so 50 percent is still really high the volkswagen short squeeze that i had mentioned earlier there might have been less shares existing but 50 percent is like it's still historically high, high yeah. but i mean just the amount the percentage of short interest doesn't dictate the whether the price will go up right no it dictates the opportunity to squeeze yep but at this stage, I would say that the momentum around GME is not there. I don't think there's going to really be, not. Yeah, I don't think there's enough people to do. Like, I think the entire United States was in a manic state. Yeah, I was too. Everyone was talking. About I, I, yeah, for some everyone. fucking reason, I put an Instagram story about it. Yeah, who the fuck does that? Yeah. That's weird it was, as shit. And and it was a flash in the pan. Yeah, it it has gone away. I I have told friends, once again, not giving financial advice, but. <laughs> People who have asked me, I have have said, no, that it's not a good investment right now to buy. You never told um, me that. <laughs> I bought some. I bought some too I'm a before tenure, that yeah. at a really <laughs> yeah, bad price. Yeah. But it's more about the statement thing right, 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 than right. it is about the actual money making. Money, yeah. that's, it's not about making money. No. That's not worried. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're here to make money, you're in the wrong place. I would love to do this short selling uh, role play though. I've always wanted to role play with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon is in the Zoom room. He's oh, like, shit. I'll tell him to wait. This is more important. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's pretend that you, yeah, role playing how short selling actually works. Because our last <laughs> explanation of short selling could have been a little bit better. So we'll do it again. You are Fletcher Richmond, owner of some rare coins. Can it be Pokemon cards? Pokemon cards. Even cool. better. Even better. You have rare Pokemon cards. 
I think Charizard. I have a Charizard. Charizards. I think the price of those Pokemon cards are gonna dip. Right. So what I do is I call you up and I ask to borrow those Pokemon coins. Give me a call. Beep up, beep up, beep beep up, beep up, beep up. <laughs> That's how I call. Hello. <laughs> Hey Fletcher, uh, I heard you had some hot Charizard, some uh, squ- squiggly puffs, some jiggly mons, and a uh, uh, a didgeridoo. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I have a lot of those. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> this is how Pokemon card traders talk. <laughs> okay. I had Pokemon cards. I don't think I, <laughs> I, so- I sounded like that. Um, can, what, what do you need? Can I borrow the- them from you? Okay. I'll I'll give you some money like for borrowing them for a month. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Here you go. Okay, so now you gave you gave me your didgeridoos and your charizards, right? And how much are they worth about right now? Let's say they're worth about $1000. Right? So, I got your Pokémon cards, right? Yep. Then what I do is I sell them Right, they're, right now, when I got them, yep. they're worth a thousand dollars. I sell each, them for each card. Yeah, each card I got five Pokemon cards. I sell them each. I have five thousand dollars. Right? I have five thousand dollars. I told you I, I'm going to keep them for a month, so we're good. Twenty nine days later, they dip in value to five hundred dollars. Right? So now they're worth five hundred dollars each. Twenty five hundred bucks. You buy them back. I buy them back. Yep. I make $2,500 of profit. That's it. You give me the cards back. I give you I don't the, even... Yeah, you didn't hey, even know thanks, what happened. Man. Yeah. Thanks for the cards. You, I give you the cards back, and plus a little fee because you let me borrow your cards right. from And I'm like, sweet, I got my cards back. I got 100 bucks. Yeah. And I just made $2,500 doing nothing, essentially. Right. Because I predicted that Pokemon cards were going to go down. Right. Again, not financial advice. But what if they went up? Oh shit! <laughs> if they went up, we would be Pokemon in a very, cards go up. very bad. Yeah. If everyone in the world started buying Pokemon cards and holding them, buy and hold, then we would be fucked. Because I, I want my cards fucked. back. Yeah, you want your cards back. So you have to pay whatever they're worth. I say, Fletcher. Yeah, let's let's role play that that call. Call. Give me a call. Hey Fletcher. <clears throat> hey, how you doing? Hey, hey man, it's it's been a month. Yeah, yeah. How's life? You 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 still dating that girl or what's going on? No, no, we broke up. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I need my cards back, man. Well, you said um, you're, you're gonna give me my cards. Cards? Back. Which cards? The the big. Oh, the didgeridoo. Yeah, did you, okay, Charizard. yeah, yeah. Uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm actually in the Hamptons right now, um, so I'll get oh. them back to you. Uh, in how about can you give me like thirty more days? I'll, how about this? For thirty more days, I'll give you two hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really good negotiator in this role playing scenario. Okay, fine. Okay, so I get to keep the the cards for one more month for five hundred bucks, right? You said two thousand. Oh, right. <laughs> Two thousand for two thousand dollars, I get to keep the cards for one more month. You have the cards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just in the Hamptons. I, I'm, I'm going to be here for a month, so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about them, dude. 
<laughs> All right, say hi to your girlfriend for me. Bye. <laughs> My ex? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. So, yeah. And the price just keeps going up and up and up. And infinite downside. Yeah, you yeah. have infinite, infinite downside. downside. Yep. You yep. lose an unlimited amount of money. Yep. If the Charizard is worth a million dollars, yeah, I'm you, fucked. You, well, you have to buy it for a million dollars. Yeah, because you need your cards back, right? Right. You absolutely need your cards back. Right. There's nothing you can do. So, yeah. And uh, shout out to Bill Ackman, who uh, inspired that little role play. Great guy. (laughs) Yeah. Really good looking. (laughs) Nobody knows who the fuck that is. (laughs) Look him up. Yeah, look him up. All right. And let's get into our buys and sells here before we bring Matt on. Yeah. Yeah, I am super pumped about Matt. Yeah. It looks like he stepped away for a second. Yeah, I think he's going to come on. I wonder what kind of shit he buys, you know? (laughs) Bumble? Does he buy... He probably bought Bumble. Uh, Probably. Bumble IPO today. Yes. Yes, they did. You said that they are the only apps in the App Store that is not owned by the Match Group or something? It's like in the top six, I think. The top six (laughs) Only app in the App (laughs) Store. I was like... Tweak that one a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the top six apps, I believe. Also, interesting thing about Bumble is Badu is actually... So private equity firm bought Bumble and merged it with Badu, which is a big dating app in Europe. And Wait, private equity purchased Bumble? Really? Yeah. And then took it public. Um, so yeah, so here it is. So Match Group owns Tinder, POF. Plenty of like, fish. Yeah, plenty of fish. Match.com. Okay, Cupid, and Hinge, and so one, two, three, four, five of the top seven are owned by Match Group, and Bumble and Grinder are the only two independents that have anything over a million. Uh, did you buy Bumble users? I did not buy Bumble. Um, I was busy today. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> the Badu growth rate is is not that great, and so overall as a company, Badu plus Bumble is not growing that fast. All right, there you heard it. Non financial advice. <laughs> what else did you buy? I bought a bunch of stuff. I I doubled down on. I had a few shares from way back in my very first spec in SPCE, which is Virgin Galactic. I loaded up there a bunch more. They've been having a great run. I feel like that's a bullshit company. I don't know, man. I think everybody wants to invest into the SpaceX's of the world. No one can invest in SpaceX themselves. Virgin is the only other it's company. A niche tourist. Actually, that's how you get going, though. You get you start... going into what? No one wants to give. You no one gives a shit about space. Okay. You wouldn't pay to do a space trip. No. <laughs> Why not? Who gives a shit about space? What's up it's there? It's freaking cool, man. You oh, get you. It's a five-minute space ride. How much? Like quarter million. Quarter million? Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> People will pay, will pay for it. Uh, and it's just, it's like you, you build the fancy Tesla first, and then you build more and more. You don't think space tourism is ever going to be a thing? Not in our lifetimes, no. I do. There's nothing up there. That's why it's called space. It's just empty. It's a fucking view of the entire Earth. Do you pay how much people pay to go to the top of mountains? Google image search. <laughs> Earth from space. There you go. I just saved you 250 All right. Well, okay. I like space. Uh, SPC. 
I bought into STPK. Shout out to Sam Felsenthal for uh, Sammy the tip F. there. Uh, do we know him personally? Yeah. Do you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, co-founder of Panna. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I ever met him. Energy storage company. And then probably my, my top one that I've been pitching to a lot of people that I'm most bullish on is Hims, which recently did a SPAC. Hims is a health company that does home delivery of all sorts of different medications and prescription type uh, products. Keep your hair. Yeah, so their main product is finasteride, which is a hair loss prevention product. And I've been using finasteride for actually for the last couple of years and have actually grown a bunch of my hair back. It works. It's not bullshit. You don't use hymns though, right? I, I'm, I'm switching to it. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, for the, just to pump those Hims stock is, numbers up? Yeah, this is the only public one. But they've, I think they've, they're the market leader. They've done a great job of great diversifying. Branding. Great branding. They have J-Lo, apparently. That's great. I'm worried about their rival, though. Hers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it the same company? <laughs> but them, sh- okay. All right. I'm going to shut the fuck up. No, they, act, hers actually is a company. I think it's... Is owned by them. Oh, yeah. It's a brand. They have, they have Sorry, a not a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand. Yeah. It would be dumb not to have a hers, yeah. right? That would be... Yeah. And so the, the genius here is with, with the kind of core product, Finasteride especially, you subscribe to it and then you have to continue to pay for it the entire time that you want to keep your hair. Are you insinuating that they designed the drug like that on purpose? They didn't design the drug. I know, but, you know, they being the powers that be. The patent expired on this drug. That's how the company started. There was a Right, but when they first designed the drug, do you yeah, think the they were like, fucking we can make it a one-time Bobby pill. Finasteride yeah, yeah, Bobby Finasteride is an asshole. Bobby Finn. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, I could fix this with one pill, but that's not enough money, so I'm going to make it so that you have to buy a subscription. <laughs> They're like, one-time revenue? This isn't good for, our, for the bottom line. Can you give us, you know, something with a little bit more recurring revenue? Yeah. So, so shout just out dilutes Bobby the, Finn. Yeah, dilutes the pill just enough. <laughs> and yeah, you got you to gotta just keep paying for it. And so they've been growing. I think they're growing about 100% year over year right now in the multi-hundred million dollar revenue uh, range, which is just insane. And so it's it's valued pretty high. It's, at, I think, at around $4 billion right now in, in market cap. But... Yeah, super excited. About Biggest that risk there is like an actual cure for bald, baldness. But they are doing other things. Yeah, right? there's a bunch of the COVID testing yeah. and all sorts of they're stuff. They're basically a telehealth company, which yeah. is genius. I like it. I didn't buy it, but I, I probably should. <laughs> um, what have you been buying? Over I, I, I want you to talk about ACIC because I think it's a stupid company. But No, it's not stupid. It's cool as shit, but it's probably not worth $4 billion. It's a flying taxi company. ACIC. Yeah, Atlas Crest. Yeah. yeah. So they're merging with Archer, um, which is a one-year-old company that is doing a, a vertical takeoff electric taxi. Electric, yeah. Which, I mean... Like kind of a plane helicopter mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a big argument where we were arguing about how big the <laughs> helicopter market is. It's not that big. But the bet here is, is that they're going to make that a huge industry. If you want to hop from New Jersey to New York, you hop into a vertical takeoff helicopter. You want to hop from D.C. to New York, and to, boom, you hop over and you're in New York. They're probably a lot easier to, um, what's that word, when you drive something in the air, pilot, is that the verb? 
Fly? Fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're probably a lot easier to fly than a helicopter, right? I don't think it's about being easier or harder. It's the torque and acceleration being able to take off immediately vertically without the, <laughs> all the wind of a helicopter. Because the problem with helicopters is they freaking make a sandstorm, and so you can't take them off anywhere. These things can have a tiny little huh. pad, and just boom, you take off, you fly up, you go to somewhere else, and you can you can park in a parking lot, right? You don't even mm-hmm. need to have like a landing strip because the electric thrust allows them to go up and down vertically. And they're and a lot so, lighter, right? Yeah, they're light. They're rechargeable. You can make them autonomous eventually. Right. So I think United did a big investment into them alongside this this spec that was that was announced. Mm. I invested kind of right when the announcement happened. So yeah, pretty excited about it. ACIC. Yeah. Very cool. I'll, I'll give I you just buy some Doge too. Doge, yes, <laughs> Doge to the moon. Which I think we'll need to do a whole crypto yeah, we, episode we, we'll, here at some point. Yeah, Lots of okay. fan needs for that. For sure, 100%. I, I'll tell you what I tried to buy. I tried to buy Vaxart, which I'm actually very happy that it didn't buy. What's they, that? They had a vaccine in tri- uh, phase one of trials for mm. the coronavirus, which was taken orally and it didn't need any refrigeration. Mm. So as you could imagine... This would be a game changer, for, for especially for all the developing countries. And leading up to their results, this stock was booming. And I tried to buy some. It didn't work because my order just didn't get fulfilled. And then the trial... You put month, in like a limit order or something? No, it was just after hours. And I just okay. put put in a uh, market order. And it boomed so much the next morning that it, it didn't get fulfilled. Mm. So <laughs> their phase one trials got announced and it was a dud and it, it crashed so i'm glad i didn't buy Vaxart. <laughs> i tried to buy bumble and uh just like my experiences on the actual bumble app it didn't it didn't go well <laughs> and then i tried to buy uh Tuscan. bumble has to buy you first dude. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then i bought a snpr which is a spec with with voltage charging so i Somebody's got to build out all the infrastructure for EVs. I think EVs are a little bit of a bubble. So you're, you're thinking pickaxes. Buy the pickaxes for the gold miners. Right. I, I mean, I think eventually EVs will be the, the thing, but it'll probably be like 50-50 in terms of market. The GM commercial in the Super Bowl was like, we want to have more electric vehicles than Norway by 2025 20, or something. I mean, there's like seven people in Norway. <laughs> like, and so well, all they have to do is build Norway, four and they're so good to go. Right now in Norway, the majority of vehicles being purchased are electric vehicles. Right. And I think that will happen. But I think for certain purposes, you need combustion engine vehicles. Um, I bought some, some cannabis stocks. Y-O-L-O. I think it's pronounced YOLO. <laughs> it's a ETF. YOLO? Yeah, yeah. It's a cannabis ETF, so actually actually pretty safe of an investment to make. Um, I think because of the Biden administration, these cannabis stocks are popping, and there's a lot of discussion on whether it's legitimate or not, but it doesn't help to be have some skin in the game there. And cannabis is interesting because it's one of those things where there's the art and science of it is pretty much found out Mm. and you just need capital so if you are a a company that has your distribution in check 
get a bunch of capital, build a bunch of grow houses, you're good to go. I bought over our time limit, by the way, so speed it up. I know, Matt Damon. We're still going to talk to him. We're still going to talk to Matt Damon. I bought Microvision, which is doing LiDAR, and they have a lot of interest from Microsoft. Hmm. So there could be a potential acquisition there, but nobody really knows. I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm sold on LiDAR. I'm on the Elon Musk train, I guess, on this one. But I feel like LiDAR it has so many limitations. It snows, it rains, I guess for, for self-driving specifically. But there, I'm sure there's other applications. Well, I think LiDAR is just another way of getting signal, right? And it's so expensive, though. Yeah, but with economies of scale, if, you, if you're building out hundreds of millions of LiDAR detectors every day, I think most some cell phones now have LiDAR detectors, then you can actually you know, make that price from 80K down to 20K eventually, and then it becomes a lot more feasible. But there was a report on microvision from Hindenburg which is a shorting research company. They said that in this company is a scam, like don't buy it. And so before that report came out, I sold 75% of my position, but no one gave a shit about the report. I actually don't even know if the report came out. I just saw a tweet about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should double check on that. But I panicked and I sold, and but I, I still made some profit off of it. So it was good. Great. And then I bought, I bought some VR Horton. A buddy of mine thinks that homes are going to be big. <laughs> homes, you yeah, say? Yeah. Uh, I bought that porch is my uh, investment. It's software for property management. And, well, it's it's a bunch of different real estate software. Yeah, I think with the pandemic, people are moving away from cities, which is, which is a shame. I, I like urban landscapes, but I don't know how long that's going to withstand. But that's my bet on D.R. Horton. Lovely. Cool. Man, we are out of time. Matt, I'm sorry, man. Shit. Next time, Matt Damon. Thank you. Thank you, Matt Damon, for waiting, but we'll get you on the rebound. (laughs) (laughs) I just think we're a little bit too popular for him at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we say any parting words? I didn't get any feedback on that, so... I don't know. I like our outro, though. Did, did everyone notice our great outro? We gotta <laughs> yeah, we got to put that in. Or we, we'll outro. find a new one, and, and that's what the one we'll put in. We'll put a, a different... The outro will always be repeat of us saying something stupid. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's cold as shit out there. Stay warm, and don't forget to love yourself. <laughs> Enunciate. 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 Enunciate.